Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Reclaiming Filipinx Identity. This is episode 9. Today I am joined here on this podcast is a rising hip-hop artist, educator, and entrepreneur from Honolulu, Hawaii. A rising leader in Hawaii's local scene, Jizane also stays connected to her Filipino roots and community overseas. In 2019, she went on her first independent international tour to Davao City, Philippines. Shortly after she released her new EP, Let's Talk Davao, via SoundCloud, YouTube, and Bandcamp, including the single Chicken Joy Rap, on all music streaming platforms. Jazane is a popular live performer in Honolulu, and she often releases music plus various content on her social media and continues to expand her audience globally. So, let us welcome... The one and only Jazane exclusive here with us. And like I was mm-hmm. listening to a lot of your songs. And, oh, cool. And honestly, like when I was listening to it, I'm just like, oh my goodness, this reminds me of like an artist like that I was introduced to last year. And it was Ruby. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, this yeah, is yeah, so yeah. Good. I'm glad, I'm glad. That's what it's about, just making the connections. That's what that's why artists do this, you know. That's why I do this. So people can feel it. <laughs> Especially yeah. But um just to let you know, I already did a pre recorded bio for you so you can listen to okay. it after this is finished. So yeah. Okay, cool. Thank you but, for having me. No problem. Um to get started, um Honestly, my main question for you is, how did you get started with the hip-hop industry? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the, and this is, like, the, I'll give you, like, the standard story, and then I'll give you a little bit more after that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, the story goes, um, basically, so I'm born and raised here in, here on Oahu, um, but, um, in the, during the summertime before my senior year of high school, I went to a kind of like a youth conference sort of thing. Um, and it was actually housed at UC Berkeley in the Bay area. So this is back in 2009. Um, and Basically, I spent about a month in the Bay Area staying at UC Berkeley. It was kind of like a preview college experience, I guess. But it was the first time that I was introduced to, like, conscious thinking, critical thinking, um, social activism, and things like that. Like, I learned that um, here in Hawaii and in school and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I never really experienced it at that level. Like, we went on, like, community walks and we just learned about like the different social situations that's going on in the Bay area. And it just opened up my mind and that opened creativity in me because every night before we went to bed, we had to choose like an art form, you know? Yeah. So the art form you could choose was either like dancing, singing, um, playing an instrument, 
or spoken word. So spoken word is what I chose. And that's where I got started in like writing my own stuff. And then at the end of the whole conference, we had to like perform our poem or whatever it is that we chose in front of people, uh, in front of like an audience of people. So after doing that, I was like hooked. Like I was like, oh, like I really, I have like a voice out here, you know, and there's like young people that are like about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so the Bay Area, like really, um, it, it was like a big spark. It was the, it was the spark that, that made me do that. And so I came back to school here in Hawaii and I finished my senior year of high school at Moana Lua High School and I just continued like uh, I just continued writing poems and like doing my thing and then over time like my cousin he one of my close cousins at the time he also recorded he was also like trying to be a rapper basically and he taught me like the basics of like garage band and recording like very very basic but Mm -hmm. it was still like really good times and like I would bring like my friends over from church and stuff (laughs) to my house to like just listen to me record record, like all this like ratchet rap stuff and it was so like cringy and corny when I listen to it now but it was the time that I was like developing myself so I give like like I said like I give the Bay Area a lot of credit for how I got started um but I also give like my um my Waipahu, like, homies, because that, that's where the church was at. And, like, so I have a lot of, like, Waipahu cousins and homies who um, just really, like, wanted to be around me and wanted to, like, do music. So they all got into it. And then, unfortunately, usually, like, when you're young, you know, people don't always stick to the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but I always knew that this is, once I really started to tune in to what I can do, I was like, oh, no, like, this is something that I really can do, like hip-hop, rap, videos, you know what I mean? So, like, and I'm coming up in, like, the YouTube era when, like, Asian hip-hop was, like, really big. Asian artists were really big on YouTube. And so that all just inspired me, and so I just kept going, and this is where I'm at right now. <laughs> That's really um awesome. Like, what a, what a great journey that you have, especially starting... starting from like tele- like getting inspired from California and then using mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. to using that um as an outlet back home and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like going back a little when you said um you started um at home like all the cringiness but honestly it's the cringiness yeah. that makes makes everything so great like nothing mm-hmm. nothing great is started without a little awkwardness in there yeah yeah can you see me by the way or is uh, it just you're just I, it's just audio i can't see you it's a it's mainly oh, okay uh, okay audio. no problem okay i think if i had my laptop on i would see you but then since i just can see you from like my mobile i don't mm-hmm. see the map of oahu okay that's cool so and then you started you write you write poetry songs and such 
what continues mm-hmm. to drive you with the work that you do? Yeah, um, so, like, it goes, like, this is how I know, like, this is, like, my passion, because mm-hmm. no matter how many times I make a song, no matter how many times, you know, I perform, whether that's, like, digitally or, you know, in person, like, it really, and I, I, t- I talk to myself, too, and I think about this a lot, and at the end of the day, it really, really, and this is a safe space, right? So it really, really goes yeah, back. Yeah, safe space. Yeah, and so this shit really just goes back. My passion for, like, telling my story and, like, sharing my voice and helping others through that, um, it really goes back to, like, my childhood because there was just, there was a lot of, I don't claim to, like, have the like the worst childhood at all because, like, my mom, like, did so much to make my childhood so lit, like, Real talk, like, my childhood really was lit, and my mom, like, busted her ass to do that. So, like, I give her so much props for that, but there were, there was certain things, because nothing is perfect, right? But there was times where, like, adults took advantage of me, you know? People Mm -hmm. in my family took advantage of me, um, and I didn't really have, even though I still had, like, this personality that I've had, I didn't know how to say it or people around me and the adults around me that I cared about didn't understand like how to read the signs. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I know it. And we can go like, yeah, we can go into that, like, you know, Filipino households and stuff. And compared to like a lot of my other like Filipino homies, especially like my Filipino homegirls, my childhood was actually fairly it wasn't as traumatic, but there was still trauma there. And so that's what I experienced. And, um, I just remember like when I, when I used to be like a little kid, I used to tell myself, I used to tell myself like, you know, like when you're a little kid and no one like is listening to you, like in home alone or something like that. Yeah. And (laughs) I just used to tell myself like, you know, when I get big and when I get grown, like I want to know how to run this shit. Like I want to know, how to do yes. this shit and how to like speak up and do it so through that at the same time like it was the 90s it was the early 2000s i got my all of like my filipino cousins and uncles and aunties like they all love to like break dance and dance at, at that time you know <laughs> when they were young yeah. and stuff and because like i went to a private school my dad and my stepmom never let me like join them in their hip-hop stuff like you know, like, at performing at church or for, like, someone's wedding or something like that. You know how, like, the young kids always have to perform? Um, oh, my gosh, they yes. never, They never let me do that because they're like, we don't need you to be doing all that, like, gangster-looking stuff, you know? They're kind of, like, very uh, traditional the way that they think, you know? So... But I, but I loved hip hop. I couldn't help it. Like it, it was in my blood. Like my mom used to dance. Like my mom tells me stories of when she was in middle school. There used to be, you know, the Ilikai Hotel. No, I have. What is that? Uh, it's well, I don't know if it, if it still exists. I think it does. Um, it's a hotel in Waikiki, and she said that back in like the eighties, there used to be like full on like all age dance like dance parties like break dancing and you know all that stuff back in like the 80s mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um 
Yeah, man. But yeah, it just, what really keeps me going is just going back to those days, like when I was a kid and it was just me and my mom and like, I could see like how helpless she felt, even though she didn't show me, you know, like there was a lot of things that she went through that I was the little kid in that situation. Like when people walk around and like see single moms, like, and start judging single moms, I was the kid with that single mom. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh I had to witness all of that. So anyways, that's what keeps me going for music. Like, um, it just keeps me true to like my story and keep wanting to share. And as I got older, I realized like not everyone grows up with like, like this type of confidence and stuff like that. So I just wanted to share that with my friends and people in my community, because we always tend to have like, a we always tend to have like low self-esteem and shit. And I'm not about that. <laughs> I agree with you on that one because I think personally, like growing up, I admit yeah. I have like I think maybe a lot of us kind of relate to it. Like we have like that. We need that extra push in us, and mm-hmm. another thing about what you said, like you want to um, be an advocate for our youth, especially to get mm-hmm. their confidence up. And I think recently, mm-hmm. I think I saw you. Um, in a event, but not saw you, but on social media that um, you were making mm-hmm. awareness for children, especially to like just foster talent and like go for it. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. really awesome. Thank you. Yeah, man, it's just trying to give back to the community in any way, and like it's just what's good about it is like as much as people like commend me for mm-hmm. you know doing all these shows and concerts and with the youth, like. Um, shouts out to all the pro, like the people out here who are running those programs, you know, like, um, I work at Palama settlement. And so like, there's a lot of people involved over there that are doing big things. Um, shouts out Miss Kim, Rucka the Magnificent, Punahele, all the coaches and stuff over there. Like they're the ones who are putting, like putting on different things and, all the different schools and the people that work in the schools that, that I've been at and stuff like that, they're the ones who are really, like, helping facilitate this. So I'm just blessed that I have these opportunities, you know? Yeah. Cool. I kind of want to go back to that. Um, sorry. You did mention you were full Filipino. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you, did you go, were you born here or were you born in the Philippines? I was born and raised here. So I was born um, at Kapiolani Hospital. (laughs) And my mom was born here as well. And so were her siblings. So in my, like in my official bio, I think on like my website or whatever, I tend to say that I'm third generation because in my thinking, and I know that there's different ways of thinking like what generation you are I feel like you get to choose what you are um so for me I feel like I'm third or like probably like 2.5 because my my mom coming from my mom's side my grandparents so my mom's parents came from Ilocos Norte and they had my aunties and uncles and my mom here in Hawaii so they're first generation which would technically make my mom them second generation because she they didn't migrate here. They were born here. 
And then, and then I was born. Like me and my cousins were born. So, um, I feel like a lot of the social things that probably went on in more traditional households, I really didn't have to do because my mom was like very rebellious. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> um, to, to my grandma, especially when she was a kid, and like you know, like just being growing up in like a very traditional kind of like oppressive household um and she didn't want to raise me that way so she didn't hold me to like all those like filipino standards like she didn't push me to like play piano like she (laughs) she wanted me to like wear dresses and like be girly but like after a while she already knew that like that just wasn't gonna happen as i got older you know um but yeah, so I'm, I'm full Filipino, but actually my mom took uh, kind of like a, I forget which one she did. I think she did Ancestry.com. And so she actually found that although we, we might have like other like mixed um, ethnicities um, in our ancestry, we're actually um, like a good part Chinese. I think like a fourth or maybe like an eighth of that. <laughs> Chinese because my grandma's like my my great grandma's grandfather was from China and my great grandmother is still alive so um apparently we we have some Chinese and then we have uh Japanese from like my mom my grandpa's side so my grandpa's like my grandpa's great grandfather had like Japanese in him or something like that which would make sense because the Japanese like heavily took over um, you know, the whole, like, northern region of the Philippines, if not all, back in World War II. Um, so, yeah. But, but, but honestly, like, what I was born and what I was raised, like, I'm, I'm straight up, like, Filipino. <laughs> but I'm from home. I guess that's, I guess okay. it's like, yeah, sorry. But, yeah. No, um, I asked this question because, like, I guess going to your songs, um, you you write you write about a lot of. Um, it feels like you came from the Philippines. Like you really take that to heart. Mm, like, mm. I think one of the EP that um, stood out to me was the one about Davao. Question about it is like, what was the. Um, inspiration behind that EP itself mm-hmm. yeah so um, yeah like I even as I've gotten older I as growing up it wasn't always like cool to be Filipinos always get like the joke and like they always like tease us and stuff and again like although I feel like it did bad as like some other kids because I again like I private school and so my upbringing is a little bit different um mm-hmm. and a little bit like like I totally stand by that and I understand that um but yeah I'm I'm like straight up Filipino and so um I actually started dating my partner she my partner of her um, she's really how I started to like dive like Filipino culture because her family is again like I grew up with my single moms so we she didn't hold me to like those 
you know what I'm saying? And yeah. um, she was very, she is Americanized, mm-hmm. and, and um, at school she's gotten educated, and so she, she's lived a lot of American life, if that makes sense. And it, it allowed me to take on certain opportunities like my other like peers couldn't you know yeah yeah so I started dating my girlfriend six years like being a part of her family is like really how I started to like embrace I was never ashamed to say that I was Filipino I'm Filipino because I knew it you know Mm -hmm. um being with my girlfriend's family and um back in 2017 on my first trip to the Philippines to Ilocosor, which um, biological family is from. I still have family back, back close with them, but, but I still have like their, like my family and second cousins. And like, I have a, I have a lot. Um, I think it's important to remember the, Go to really opened up my eyes, and then and to Davao City, Philippines. I actually went on tour last year for a whole month to Davao because my dad is there. Oh, my dad is from there. So I also have like cultural ties because of my father. Hello. So sorry. So for the Let's Talk Davao EP, I literally went to Davao. <laughs> like I literally went there. Uh, I went on my own tour. Me and my girlfriend planned it out. We bought our own tickets. We fundraised our own money. We sold CDs, sold merch, um, and we went there. We vlogged it. There's lots of. Um, I mean, the EP is out, but. There's also, like, lots of video footage, lots of, like, IG footage from it, so people can check it out. I was there for the whole month of February in 2019, and while I was there, I recorded a music video, so you guys can check out the music video called Four Days on there, on my YouTube, um, and Facebook, and IGTV, and my, um, and the EP that I recorded is called Let's Talk Dalgal, because... That's what we did. Like, we just went up there and we just chopped it up with everybody. And um, I recorded an EP at Gravity Studios over there. So that's it's straight up, like, it was written in the Philippines. It was recorded in the Philippines. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's really, um, I feel like just hearing about it, you kind of had like the immersion experience of Philippines itself because uh-huh. especially because being born in Hawaii and then touring in the Philippines especially the southern part it kind of gives you like that yeah. new perspective of like what like what another perspective of what is Philippines what is Philippines is. yeah Yep, um, and in 
2017, that was the first time I went to the Philippines. So people get confused. Like, they think that I, I don't know, people get confused about it. But for the record, the first time I visited the Philippines was in 2017. And I stayed um, in a local store in the province uh, for a month. Because usually we stay for like three to four weeks. So that was my first time in the Philippines. And I got like a full on like province life, like, you know, chickens running around, you know, the whole the whole nine yards of, about living in the province. Like my family there is still pumping water, you know, mm-hmm. um, still like living off the farm. And it, it's a beautiful place. But um, yeah, so that was the first time I went there. And then two years later, which was last year, we decided to go to Davao because Davao is where my dad came from. So that's why I kind of call myself 2.5 generation two, because my dad was born in the Philippines, but he came here when he was seven. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, you know, and so he, but basically he's, he's grown up here. That kind of like, honestly, like, I feel like with the entire generation thing, it's just something to say to people. But when it comes to your actual, how much Filip- how much Filipino are you? It's kind of like we all go through the same struggles, um, the same yeah. differences that makes us all similar. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So to you, um, what does it mean to be a Filipina American? Well, just just whatever I want to say about that. Yeah. Okay. Um, to me, <laughs> damn, I don't know how I want to answer this, <laughs> but. To me, being Filipino-American means, like, holding on to your Filipino roots, but then putting, like, the American twist and, like, swagger on it. So, like, some people, some some of my my colleagues might not really agree with what I'm saying, but, Mm -hmm. like, I grew up filipino in hawaii from hawaii born and raised in hawaii so there is a certain privilege that i have especially because of the way i speak you know what i'm saying yeah that my other like filipino cousins especially like my filipino girl cousins like i didn't have to grow up with the same i guess you can say like oppression or teasing because I was always kind of like I was like more Americanized already you know and it wasn't my fault Mm -hmm. and it's not their fault either you know (laughs) but it's just one of those things that that, that's what I feel like what it is and as much as I want to say like I'm a Filipino rapper like totally like 110% but I was born and raised in America, and I want to, like, live and work in America, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it's kind, of, it's kind of a difficult question to answer, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, like, I could care less about whatever politics is going on in the country, because I know 
what the hell I got going on and I know what I can do to make my life better and to be happy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need no laws to tell me. I don't need no stimulus check. Like, of course I want it, you know? (laughs) But I don't need, like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like a lot of people are always, like, fighting for representation. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like, I completely get it. In hip-hop as a woman, I'm already at the front line of representing. You know what I mean? Because I really do this. So that's just how I feel about that. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think there really is a difference. I think that I'm just part of the diaspora of Filipinos. And it just so happens that my diaspora led my family to America. Mm -hmm. So I'm Filipino-American, I guess. (laughs) No, I I honestly, um, everything that you just said kind of sums up to, like, the two um, interviews that... that happened before you and it's kind of true like when they when people ask you like oh um what does it mean are you do you identify yourself as filipino american filipino american or and then a lot of them say like personally i people would say i don't really identify myself as this because there's more than what identifies you it's just that representation comes with either the visibility of how you are able to make of yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah definitely and I'm gonna go a little all over the place but going back to the no first worries. the first where I mentioned since I know like you really have a passion in youth development do you have an exact mm-hmm. framework in building our youth, especially within our community? Um, do you have... Let me change that question. Why do you think it's important in our community especially to build up our... Build up those... like. Okay, sorry, I just had a brain fart. No so what is your exact framework for building up our youth especially those who are maybe their third generation like you like mm. mm-hmm. like building up Filipino youth or like youth in general I guess the topic would be like Filipino youth like those like mix oh, full yeah 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 I think for Filipino kids, like, we just need more people to, like, do cool shit as Filipinos, you know? Like, that's the only thing is, like, black people get to be really, and I'm just giving an example, like, black people can be super lit about their representation in the NFL and the NBA and all that shit because they're fucking lit, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, these African-American athletes are just lit and... Black people get to be lit about that because they get to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and, like, white people, they get the representation because they fucking run everything. And they're everywhere. In Hollywood, in our shows, in, in our music, you know? Um, and so I think as Filipinos, like, especially now, like, with the internet and how things have just really, like, it's really changed over the, the past, like, decades, you know? Like, we have 
like crazy rich Asians that are out now. So like Asians in general are getting more representation. So as much as like Filipinos want, like I see a lot of critiques that, that Filipinos have about like mainstream Asian shows, you know, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it's like for me, like I'm in hip hop, I'm a hip hop artist, I'm mm-hmm. a rapper and I, I just want to be lit as a rapper and a hip hop artist and that's going to give my people representation, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and through that, I'm going to be able to, you know, like booking this podcast, you know, like you saw the music. Yeah. And because of the music, you, you brought me on and like, you know, this, that, and the third. But um, yeah, for the Filipino youth out there, man, like just do, just find something that, that you love and like do it really, really, really good. You know, like, that's about it. Like, so many kids, like, and I'm surrounded by youth all the time, and I have a lot of young people in my family. And I'm still young, too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. But, oh, like, I have, I just see them, and I've been there before, you know? Like, I just see them navigating life and the world, and, like, they're they're navigating the world through, like, a um, such a small lens, you know? But if they just, like, thought bigger of themselves, thought... Out, it's good to like I'm all about like finding your purpose within your family and your community but sometimes especially when you're super young you need to like open up your mind and open up your eyes to like all the opportunities out there and yeah there might not be a Filipino American rapper from Hawaii well guess what maybe you're that person you know what I mean yeah uh, yeah, and that, that's the only thing I have for my youth, like, it's just to take everything that you've got and, and, like, roll with it and use who you are. Like, in Hawaii, what's cool about the youth in Hawaii is that I will say that Hawaii youth are a lot more tied to their ethnicities and their roots mm-hmm. than, like, maybe some other places in the world because of the bigger communities that we have here. Like, yeah, you can be Filipino in California and you can have a cool group of friends or, like, a clique and stuff, but it's not going to be, like, coming to Hawaii. But that's another thing about, like, living in Hawaii. I feel like sometimes people come from the Philippines thinking that America or Hawaii is going to be a certain way. And it's certainly not. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, I got families, I got aunties and uncles posting all kinds of crazy, like, money and materialistic things on Facebook all just to show off to like our third world family you know what I mean yeah I totally get what you mean about that to me to me that's not the American dream to me that's like baby shit like that's Mm -hmm. lame to me um so that's why like hip-hop and the culture of like keeping it real like with ourselves most especially like that's that's what I'm about so that's my message for the youth. <laughs> I know I can rant on and on, but yeah, no, that's it, how it's, I feel it's about perfect. it. <laughs> Honestly, this is a safe space. Um, it's all about you. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah, I, I thank you for that. But yeah, um, I really appreciate you saying that. And if there is any youth out there trying to get their name out, out, especially um. As you, as an ambassador, as the first mm-hmm. um, hip-hop artist to, like, 
in Hawaii, that's a woman itself. Yeah. That's a, that's showing so much representation already. So right, right, right. And I know you like you mentioned this so many different times, but is there one or two things you're trying to be raw and teach about our community? Is there said two things to teach about the community? Like as a um, ambassador, as like the first, maybe not first, but. As a um, a hip hop artist who is a uh, a Filipina, like, is there any one or two things you're trying to teach about? Mm, mm, mm. Um, I just think that it's just one of those things that I'm just trying to teach like young people and like especially like girls that. You can do whatever you put your mind and body and soul to, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and, um, it, and, like, it is tough, but really, it's not that tough. And the reason why I say that is, you know, I'm sure you have your own stories growing up, too, and, mm-hmm. like, what I share with my partner and our friends, too. Like, as girls, we already grow up with a stigma of being, like, weaker. Like, no matter what what race you are like girls are secondary in this world that's kind of a fact it's sad but it's a fact you know in in society um and in history and as a hip-hop artist for me I used to be like scared I used to be like uh I used to feel underestimated and like not good enough when I would when I was like first starting out rapping you know like in the scene Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, like, known yet and stuff like that. Nobody really, like, cared about, like, what was going on. But by, like, staying true to to who I am, like, I just, that's just all part of me. So that's what I would say about that. And... Trying to remember, yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to remember, but I think that's all the questions that I have. Um, is there any last words that you have? Um, thank you, uh, reclaiming Filipino identity for having me. Um, shout out to all of the listeners out there. Please go check out my music. Um, it's yes. available for free on SoundCloud and YouTube. And streaming, if you guys use streaming, this is up Jazan Exclusive. You guys can also follow me on social media and my website, JazanExclusive.com. Yes, and I will be putting that all in the description below. Okay, perfect. But yeah, I really thank you again, and I, I appreciate your patience with all the technical difficulties yeah. I've been having. Um, thank you for being flexible. For sure, thank you. So, yeah, um, I will let you know when this will be up, but I will be editing and doing a lot of things because it's yeah. Okay, cool. Are you um? You're you're in Hawaii, right? Yes, I am in Hawaii. What what part of the island are you from? Uh, I'm Oahu. Oh, okay. I'm from Eva Beach. Oh, nice. I'm from Eva Beach too. Oh wow. Small world. Yeah. 
Yeah, my grandparents and my mom still live in Ever Beach. Oh, yeah. How are you? Um, <laughs> how are you with this quarantine thing? Um, I'm good. I actually have my niece back from Oregon because she was in college, but they all had to get sent back here. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're just you know doing our best at home. But for me, like this is, I, I actually prefer to work like this. Like eventually, I don't want to have to have a job. You know. <laughs> so, um, I actually prefer, like, being able to write and record and, like, do these things, like, these podcast interviews and live streams. So it's cool. It's cool to And that wraps up our series for our Filipino M culture with Edmil, Athena, and Jazane. And it's really nice to have that in order because from a perspective like Edmil, growing up in Seattle moving to Hawaii to study public health and going to Athena who was born and raised in Kauai and moving to New York, a big city where that she found her ultimate calling to have that advocacy when it comes to our minorities that's not really represented in our Filipino cult- Filipino culture. And to ending with Jazine, who is full Filipino, a second, oh, sorry, second point five Filipino gen, and who is one of the first Filipina-American hip-hop artist as a woman to be the representation of women in our diaspora is really really inspiring and like a great thing when it comes to that representation that we're talking about this past three episodes. It really gives you an eye-opener that being Filipino, being an identity of a Filipinex, it's not about your physical attributes. It's not about what you do, but it's the character that you build up. And that's what it means to be a Filipinex. It's your resiliency your perseverance how hard you work to get to where you are today and that is my standpoint and thank you for listening if you have any suggestions and and you want to be featured in my podcast email me below it will be in the descriptions and i added a contact info so you can text me and yeah so if you know anyone especially my Hawaii people. If you want to be part of this podcast, just let me know. I will be putting my contact info down. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed the three-part series. So yeah, thank you. And thank you, mga kakabsat. Dispensa rin na madidati audio. Kasi technology has its flaws so yeah bye and credits to growing up pinoy production because i did mention you guys in the three-part series shout out to kirk 
Caitlin, Jamie, Ernest, Ian, EJ. Also, shout out to Alfredo Liano your, for your, your book. Uh, shout out to Latinos in Asia. Dr. Anthony Ocampo. Really, really love your work. Really love the entire Filipino community in general. But yeah, and thank you. Yamanak. Bye. Really bye.